0: The Bible is full of people who face enormous odds and impossible challenges, but it's their never-die attitude that causes us to to, to really be inspired by their lives. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, A righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. You know, Job lost everything, his family, his health, his his wealth, everything. But he got back up and received double for his trouble at the end of the book. The woman with the issue of blood pressed through her pain and through the crowd but the result was she received healing. Uh Jesus himself he was mocked he was scored, he was Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Live Big crucified crucified. Bishop Derek but On the 3rd day he got back up again he in a way
1: that compels you. The good news I want to that share with you today is no matter others.
0: what happens to today, you you can going get going back up. We're going to dive into a classic well. message that the with the same power so stay that raised Jesus from the dead. Now lives I know we're going to be enraged by today's message. With God, the but only way we can that, uh, lose is miracle. if we stay down. So no matter how I'm do my best at, to explain, or how many times like, we get knocked down, God has given always us enough. Enough. what it takes to get back the help of the Holy Spirit today. Moving. Hey folks, I hope you learned something new from this ministry minute. To get even more content like this, click the button below to check out our YouTube channel. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our latest uploads. Also, be sure to share this video with anyone you think of the Lord is saying to our church this morning. We give you all the honor in advance of what you accomplish. And we all say, Amen. Open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians 3. And verse 13, we're going to begin with familiar scriptures, but then we're going to move to something that I have not covered in the recent past, but we're going to look at some very, very important truths. Philippians 3 and 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Paul was saying, though he had accomplished much in his life, he recognized and realized he had not yet arrived. And this accomplished man said, but one thing I do, forgetting. He refused to rest on his laurels. He knew too much about God to live a complacent life. Forgetting those things which are behind He was saying, what I did five years ago, though it was great, though it was important, though it was significant, every morning I wake up with a certain beat in my ear, a certain song playing in my heart. He said, I press toward the goal for the prize. And this this is important here. Paul was not just trying to make it in. His whole life was about winning The prize. And look at what he called the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the fact that this apostle had to press toward the upward call implies that he also had to resist the downward pull. And today I want to talk about the difference between the downward pull and this upward call that we we'll all deal with in our walk with Jesus Christ. But it's going to take a moment to set it up. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Scripture we looked at recently, but let's look at it again. For we are not going to be, not hope to become, but right now, I am his what? Workmanship. Just as a mechanic works on a car so it can be driven. Just as a plumber fixes pipes so water can be used scripture says you and i were created in christ jesus for something we were not just saved from something but scripture teaches we were saved for something and what is it we are saved for good what works so god did not save us according to scripture just for us to die and go to heaven how many think that's a good thing No. That's a great thing, and I'm excited about the fact when I die, I'm going to heaven. Jesus died and rose again because he had something for me to do right here and right now. I was created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works which God, who? God, prepared when? Beforehand. When I came to the altar, God didn't say, oh, my, uh, Derek Greer's out there. Let's figure out, Holy Spirit, Jesus, let's get in the huddle. Let's figure out what we're going to do with his life. No, before I was a twinkle in my daddy's eye. God had a plan for my life. Everything in my life was, 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 I I was created on purpose and with a purpose. And when I walked down that altar, that's when I discovered the purpose that had always been for my life. Was God what prepared when? beforehand. When God saved me, he had exactly in his mind what he wanted to accomplish through and in my life. Then He says that we should walk in them. How many know walking requires exertion? How many know a long walk can get, get a little bit tiresome? And the point that scripture is making is if we're going to fulfill the goal that God has placed on and in our lives, it's going to require a little more than wishbone. It's going to take some backbone. It's going to take some exertion. It's going to take some energy. It's going to take some pushing. It's going to take some moving. It's going to take some striving. It's going to take some work. I want to teach you something that is really, really important. And if you learn from the scriptures today, this will dramatically change your walk with Jesus Christ revelations two and two I rest in my salvation I am saved by grace through faith apart from works everything of value in my life has been accomplished because of Christ's finished work what I want to talk to you about today is not about our salvation not about our making an end But I want to talk to you about our rewards, which is actually a completely different thing. When Jesus looks at the church, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, it's interesting what he looks at. He doesn't look at the church's creedal statement. He's not overly concerned with their statement of faith. I want to read to you in the scripture when Jesus judged and assessed the church. Let's take a look at what he focused on and what he paid attention to. Revelation two and two to the church of Ephesus, Jesus himself is speaking. And he said this, I know your what works. Did he say, I know your faith. What did he say? I know your what? What was his focus? Revelation two and 19 to the church. Of Pergamum, he says this, I'm really impressed by your creedal statements. I am thoroughly acquainted. I have given myself. I have watched closely and carefully your works. Revelation 3 and 1 to the church in Sardis, he says the same thing. I am fully acquainted. I know and I have studied your works. Revelation in 3 and 8 to the church at Philadelphia. He repeats, I know your works. Well, we're saved by faith. Why is Jesus talking about the church's work? Has Jesus digressed and gone back to the old covenant? Has Jesus gotten confused? Revelation 3 and 15. To the church of Laodicea, he says a final time, I know your works. If you read these passages, you'll, you'll discover that all of the demotions and promotions were handed out not based on the statements of faith that the church had, but how the people's faith was expressed through their works. Let's establish this before we go forward. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. The Holy Spirit speaks here. He says, for by grace you have been saved through what? faith? Faith. By grace through what? Faith. And that not of yourselves. It's a gift. It's something freely given, not something you earned. Not of what? Works. We're saved by grace through faith. Apart from works. Our works have nothing to do. With whether or not we make it into heaven, but what I am here to tell you this morning is that our works has everything to do with the reward we get once we get there. This subject of works is really one of the most important subjects I might preach for this entire year. Revelations three fifteen through sixteen. Jesus is speaking. He's talking to the church, the dispensation of grace. After he died on Calvary's cross, rose from the grave. He looks at the people. He says, I am acquainted with, I know your works. And here's my assessment after looking at your works. You are neither cold nor hot. The way God determines the spiritual temperature of a church is not based on its size, not based on its building structure, but it's based according to scripture on one thing our works. All of the seven churches consisted of people that were in the pews that recognized that they had absolute confident trust. When I die, I'm going to heaven. The problem was they became indifferent about what God wanted them to do on earth. Many of us. Settle with the fact I've accepted Jesus as Savior. Good thing. Preach every Sunday that men and women might meet Christ at the cross. But all that will do is get you into glory. Remember, we're going to flesh this out in Corinthians. But the thing that will be rewarded in glory is not just your faith, but your faith that expressed itself through actions and deeds
1: you are listening to the live big broadcast with bishop Derek greer stay tuned and we will be right back with the rest of today's teaching
2: the desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders it's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers. Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, The Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISet Continuing Education Units for its learning events that comply with the ansi ISet Continuing Education and Training Standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session.
1: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Remember, you can access this teaching and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's message.
0: He said, I know your works, and you're neither cold nor hot. Not cold enough to be cold, not hot enough to be hot. These were people who lived their lives in the middle. They poisoned, and they positioned themselves to, to be able to quickly escape to either side if it ever became inconvenient. Folks always looking for an escape, never really wanted to bear up under pressure, they, they, they not, not hot enough to be hot, not cold enough to be cold. They just wanted to fit in and begin to, 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 to They have access again to both sides quickly if pressure ever came. Then Jesus looked at this, and, and the, the, the New King James verse is not as strong as the other translations. He says, I could wish, but the other translation, says, I wish you were cold or hot. If you're going to live an effective life for God, you got to go bigger. You need to go home. Yeah. In fact, let me tell you something. This is why some people do go home early. Because God, when we got saved, he could have just, each of us, we could have just puffed away. And, and not have to live this. Life. He left us here because we had work to do. And many of us, he's like, why should I heal your body? Because all you're going to do is go back to nothing. You want me to fix you and, 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 and all this rest and, and straighten out your life, or, or, you know, pay all your bills, but but but, but you know get you the new job, but but once you get it, what you gonna do with the money? You you want all these things. But because you don't know the purpose of a thing, you keep misusing it. The purpose of my life is is not just to die and be secure as I live, knowing I'm going to heaven. It's to live this life, bring glory and honor to God. Doing something with it. And I have a word for this congregation today. Many of you, if you don't go big, you're going to go home early. If you don't get serious about what God left you on this planet to perform and to do. When that illness comes, and it will come, God's going to be like, you know what? If, if, if I let them stay, they're just going to mess up more. Cause themselves more trouble and more harm. You know what? I'm not going to fix it this time. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you'll abuse it. The purpose of my life is not to die and go to heaven. The purpose of my life is to stay here, live it out, and to impact the rotten here and now. I feel like God is saying go all in or get out. But we gotta get rid of the mushy middle mentality. Let's dig deeper lest the things I just said you say were Bishop's opinion this morning. 1 Corinthians 3 and 11. Lovely verse, famous verse. Appreciate this verse. We sing songs about this verse, but we got to speed through it. For no other foundation can anyone lay that than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He's the what? Alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Why? It's verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation... With gold, silver, precious stones. You're about to notice two categories. Gold, silver, precious stones. But then others can build with wood, hay, and straw. And what he's saying, all of us are going to build lives. But the quality of that life and the ingredients of that life are what's going to determine our reward. You see, one group perishes in fire, wood, hay, and stubble. Burns up. But the second group only increases its value. It only improves in the fire. Put gold in the fire and the weight, it just becomes more valuable. If you move it from 18 to 24, the value increases. Same with silver. Same with certain precious. Put them in the fire, they just get better. And what I want is a life that when God examines it and and it's under the heat of, of, of his inspection that the value of it only increase. I don't want a life that I live 50 years to go off in a puff of smoke when I get to the other side. And this is what the scripture is warning each of us about. 13, each one's work. So what does the gold, the silver, and the wood, the hay, the precious stones, what does that represent? Work. And he likens our work to two categories. Each one's what? Work. My faith in Jesus will get me into heaven. But how I build my life, what I do with my life, will determine my eternal reward. He says, each one's faith, no, work will become clear. For the day will declare it. And he's talking about that moment when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ And we're about to discover we're saved. We're not going to hell. Our our, our eternal destination is really not the point here. He's determining whether or not we receive the reward. The judgment seat of Christ is not about whether you go to heaven. It's about what level of reward you receive. And we're going to discover this even clearer. It said the work will become clear for the day will declare it. Meaning deeds done in darkness. Things that nobody knew, knew about. Sacrifices that you did in your life. No one knew in that moment God's going to bring it all to light. And watch what it says here. Because it will be revealed by what fire, and watch this. And the fire will test each one's work. Notice this: only our work is tested at the judgment seat. Our he it, it, it said. It said, "Test each one's what work." Is that what it says? My soul was not what's going to be tested. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is, whether it's wood, hay, straw. But what do you know about wood, hay, and straw? They're burned. They're also cheap and convenient. But you got to dig for gold. You got to sift for silver. You got to look for precious stone. They're rare and costly. Some people are going to go to heaven on the cheap, but because they didn't look for the pearl of great price because they were cavalier in their walk and relationship with God and what they did in their life. They'll make it in, but all of their life's work will be burnt up. This is why David said, I will not give to God that which costs me nothing. He said, if anyone's work, verse 14, notice the focus, which he has built on. If it endures, he will receive a what? Reward. What is the focus? Your reward. This is not about whether or not you go to heaven. This is about you receiving your reward. Different things. Going to heaven's great. How many know that's better than hell? But getting into heaven is the ground floor. I am not just trying to get to heaven. That's been established over 30 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. The reason I work so hard in church, I work hard. Is because I'm working for my reward. Do you understand? Even if I suffered 15, 20 years on earth, imagine the investment of 15, 20 years, knowing that you will benefit eternally. Meaning a woman goes through labor for, for you know, uh, sometimes nine, sometimes 10, sometimes two days. They, they go through labor, for, but, but, but they do it for the joy set before them. They, they live with the child for life, but they suffer. For a few days, actually nine months, it wasn't a, a cakewalk either. But the point I'm making is this life is the only sowing season we'll ever have. Imagine before there were grocery uh, supermarkets and grocery stores. If you didn't sow in sowing season, your family starved at harvest time. God is gracious. He said, listen, when harvest times comes, I- I- I'll make sure you survive. But you are not going to live high on the hog if you slept through sowing season. Life is sowing season. The reason I work so hard is because I'm going to die. The reason why I want to seize every moment of my life is because I won't be here forever. This is the only comma in eternity where I can make a difference in someone else's life the way I can right now. So I don't want to sleep 70, 80, 90 years of life Building with wood, hay, and stubble. All about me, all about mine, all about what people think. But never once considering, looking up to heaven, God, what might you think about how I'm living and what I'm doing? If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Salvation saves us from hell, but our works determine the extent of our reward in heaven. If you are self-satisfied just because you're going to make it in, you have missed the revelation of Scripture. Matthew 5 and 11. We could go a lot of places to, to establish this, but we, we just don't have time today. So we're going to listen to Jesus for a moment. He said, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you. I mean, you know, that statement sounds a little bit ridiculous until he finishes the sentence. I and mean, who feels blessed when people are talking about you? Who feels blessed when people are making fun of you? They said, and when people say all kind of evil against you, what? Falsely. Now here's the caution: make sure they're doing it against you falsely. <laughs> A lot of saints kind of my office. Are saying, it's not fair. You, you are getting what you deserve. Come on, loved one. Now, what you need to do is pray for mercy. Don't get mad at everybody because folks aren't saying that about you falsely.
1: This has been a classic edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We pray that you join us tomorrow as we continue this teaching. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org.
0: The Bible is full of people who face enormous odds and impossible challenges, but it's their never die attitude that causes us to to, to really be inspired by their lives. Now, Proverbs 24 and 16 says, a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. You know, Job lost everything, his family, his health, his his wealth everything, but he got back up and and received double for his trouble at the end of the book. The woman with the issue of blood pressed through her pain and and through the crowd, but the result was she received healing. Uh, Jesus himself, he was mocked, he was scored, he was beaten, spat on, crucified, but on the third day, he got back up again and he received his crown. The good news I want to share with you today is no matter what happens to you, you can get back up again as well. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you and I right now through the Holy Spirit. With God, the only way we can lose is if we stay down. So no matter how hard life hits us or how many times we get knocked down, God has given us what it takes to get back up and keep it moving. Hey folks, I hope you learned something new from this ministry minute. To get even more content like this, click the button below. And check out our YouTube channel. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our latest uploads. Also, be sure to share this video with anyone you think may be encouraged by it. God bless.